Business with Gary McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show offers listeners firsthand insight in starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and informative weekly blog, where you'll read and comment on life as wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Like Jason said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get up in your business. Before we start, I want to introduce my co-host, who you just heard from, Jason Malik, from Arise Studios in Conway, Arkansas. In an effort to accommodate today's guest, this show has been pre-recorded at an earlier date. Thus, we will not be broadcasting live on FlagandBanner.com's Facebook page. If for some reason you miss any part of this show, want to hear it again, or share it, there's a way, and Jason will tell you how. Listen to all UIYB past and present interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on radio show. Also, by joining our email list or liking us on Facebook, you'll get a reminder notification that day of the show with a sneak peek of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie. This show, Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, began as a platform for me, a small business owner, and a guest to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, my team and I thought it would speak to entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs, but it seems to have a wider audience appeal because, after all, who isn't inspired by everyday people's American-made stories? To see people in their totality is humanizing. We all thirst to connect and make sense of an overcomplicated world. And on this show, we have the luxury of time to go deeper than a mere soundbite or headline. And, as always, we learn something. It's no secret that successful people work hard, but other common traits found in many of my guests are the heart of a teacher, belief in a higher power, and creativity, because a successful life or business in of itself is creative. My guest today, number six, Hoop Green, is only the 15th woman to don the Harlem Globetrotters red, white, and blue uniform. Green is a five-foot-nine guard who has been playing basketball with her older brother since she was four years old. In high school, she led her team to two state championships and was ranked among the best athletes in the world. Before joining the Globetrotters in 2017, she played professionally overseas. Listen today and get the inside scoop on life as a professional basketball player and Harlem Globetrotter. Then pick up the kids and go watch them play this Saturday, January the 19th at 2 p.m. in Verizon Arena. Showing off her style of play that has been described as a combination of athleticism, theater, and comedy. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table an athlete who has been breaking glass ceilings, number six, Miss Hoop Green of the Harlem Globetrotters. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. What should uh, I call you, Miss Green? You can call me Hoops. Or Hoops. Is it, is it, is it against the rules to tell your real name? I don't think so. My my name's Brianna. 
Oh, it is. His name is Hoops. That's not as, um, I guess, as, um, not as basketball related. <laughs> yeah, so they got to make it more uh, entertainment-like. So Brianna yeah. is now Miss Hoops Green. Who picked that name out? Um, the Bobatars did. We have to kind of earn our nickname. How do you earn a nickname? I guess either earn it or just based off like your basketball experience or your, maybe your personality. But for me, as you read, I was um, one of the most winningest players on the team and had a pretty good or successful career. And being a known for my dribbling as well as my jump shot with the name Hoops, you have to have the entire package. <laughs> I like it. Um, as a young girl playing yard ball with your brother in Kentucky, um, how did you go from that to being an international basketball star? So I play now at almost I, well at every level. I played in college and then as well as professionally overseas in Europe. And what happened was it was just random. It just randomly happened one day. I had my third knee surgery and. I wasn't cleared to play by the doctor or anything, but I knew that I could still dribble at least. And I was just bored, so I just recorded myself dribbling and I posted it on video or on Facebook. And the video went viral and everybody was tagging the Globe Tribes and how I should try out for the team. So a recruiter invited me to try out and I made the team. Three knee surgeries. Yes, ma'am. How does that, how do you ever get over something like that to play for the Globetrotters? I would think that would kind of ruin your career. Yeah, you would think. Um, it's it's definitely hard. And there were two of them were ACL, so it's a pretty big knee surgery. And I, honestly, I, I definitely questioned myself and whether I wanted to continue to play basketball or not by, the, by my second one. And then when I had the third one, I was just like, wow. So the way it just happened was I just, you know, I didn't want to end my career in those terms. I wanted to be on my own terms, and I just knew that I wasn't done yet. Did you get the injuries from on the court playing basketball? Yeah, they were both on the court. Did you fall, like, on your knee and it or tear it, or how do you get an ACL injury? So the first one, I was in the air. I jumped up in the air, and the, the girl undercut me, and I landed awkward, and I tore my ACL the first time. And the second one, the, another girl stepped on my foot. So my body went one way, but my knee stayed there, and that tore my other leg, my other knee. Oh, so it's two different legs. And yep. so and so you must have been in a cast or in a knee brace when you went viral playing basketball. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had to wear a nice knee brace and sleeves. So. And so everybody was like, look at what great shot she's making while she's in a cast. She's still out playing <laughs> basketball. This girl's got a lot of heart. Somebody yeah. at Harlem Globetrotters needs to come and uh, interview her. Is that kind of what happened? Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, I just posted the video, and everybody was tagging the Globetrotters and how I should try out, so that's kind of how it happened. What was, what was in the video that made it so uh, interesting that it wanted to be shared and tagged so much? I don't know, because I know I've done way more extravagant things. I guess it was just the fact that I never posted any of this, my videos on Facebook. I and maybe they hadn't seen that before, or I don't know what what was so special about it, but everybody seemed to enjoy it. That's good. So if you were to now go and look at it, would you look at it under your name, Brianna, or would you look at it under Hoop Screen? Probably Brianna, because mm -hmm. I wasn't even with the team yet. What are your parents like? What are my parents like? Yeah, are they big football, basketball fans? 
Um, I mean, they enjoy watching basketball because me and my brother have always played. But my dad, he's he's known for he got a scholarship, a wrestling scholarship. So he's a really good wrestler and he's a wrestling coach. He also is really good at karate. He used to, he still does it now, and he used to train us when we were growing up. My mom, you know, she like like I said, she likes watching us and my, my little brothers and sister play sports. So. They didn't, they didn't play basketball, but they enjoy watching it. Well, they sound like they're very athletic, though. So. Uh, how tall were you in middle school? How tall was I in middle school? You're five uh, foot nine now, which isn't real tall for a basketball player. Were you five foot nine in the seventh grade also? No, I was probably, I don't know how tall I was. Maybe like <laughs> five five. <laughs> it seems like a lot of people, uh, tall people, end up having their big growth spurts when they're in junior high. Yeah. Or middle school, I should say. Probably. I mean, I'm not tall. I'm not short, though, for a, a woman, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just average. Do your parents come to many of your games? You said about your brother, I always looked up to my big brother, who was mm -hmm. always playing basketball. Growing up, I always wanted to follow his lead. He's now my biggest fan, supporter, and best friend. Mm -hmm. do your, do they, yeah. Does your family still come to your games? Yeah, so, I mean, if I happen to play near that like near where they are or in that town, they'll, they'll definitely come see me. But I, I I travel all over, so they can't make every game. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. What's your brother doing now? Is he playing basketball? He still plays. I mean, he plays for fun. He has a nice a nice job, but, yeah, he still does it for fun. I bet he's very proud of you. Yeah. Okay, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Hoop Green, number six of the Harlem Globetrotters. We'll look behind the curtain of what it's like to be a Globetrotter, learn about playing basketball abroad, and how it feels to be a woman in a predominantly male sport. And last, we'll get her tips on how other young enthusiasts who may want a career in sports should patter their life. We'll be back in a minute. Boost morale and patriotism with a new flag or flagpole from ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. We have poles, hardware, accessories, maintenance support, installation, and custom flags. We have flags of all kinds for the sports enthusiast, the world traveler, or history buff. We have them all. Bring in your old flag and get $5 off a new one. Consult the experts at ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. Come shop our historic location at 800 West Knight Street in Little Rock, or visit us online at flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, starting with door-to-door -door sales, then telemarketing, to mail order and catalog sales. And now, a third of their sales comes through the Internet. This past year, Flag & Banner added another Internet feature, live chatting. Over time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing this knowledge in her weekly blog. In 2009, she founded a nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2014, Brave Magazine. Today, she has branched out onto the radio with this very production, podcast, and live stream on Facebook. Each week on this show, you will hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting and inspiring. If you'd like to ask Carrie a question or share your story, send her an email to questions at upinyourbusiness.org. 
That's questions at upinyourbusiness.org. Or send her a message on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. And I'm speaking today with a glass ceiling breaker. Hoop Green, number six of the Harlem Globetrotters and the 15th woman to ever don their red, white, and blue uniform. Who will be playing at Verizon Arena this Saturday, January the 19th at 2 p.m.? Pack up the kids and bring them. They would love to watch this show. Before the break, we talked about... um, what it's like growing up watching your brother play basketball and how you wanted to play, about how you overcame three ACL surgeries, which I think is just remarkable, how you put um, a picture of yourself on Facebook, a video of yourself on Facebook playing basketball in your knee brace, and that the Harlem Globetrotters saw it and asked you to come in for a tryout. But um, before we talk about what it's like to be a Globetrotter, let's talk about how you got those ACL injuries. You were playing in high school for Lexington Catholic High School, and you um, took the team to 160 to 14 record over four years. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. Tell us about that, what it was like to be such a role model and a leader in in your high school. Um, Well, I would say that I should have had less less losses honestly <laughs> but um 14 you only had 14 i'm not satisfied with it boy that is just like a competitor <laughs> but yeah my high school career was really special i give credit to my coach because we had a great like my first two years my freshman sophomore year our program was really really special really unique we had seven players who played went to play D1 basketball and get college scholarships. And we had a really great coach who knew how to get the best out of us. So or high school is just really fun. You had two state championships. You were ranked one of the best players in the country. And you were, of course, all state and all region honors. What happened to all of the girls you were playing with? Did they all go with you to El Paso, Texas? No, we went our several ways, I think. Where did we go? Notre Dame, Kentucky, Evansville. Akron, Virginia Tech. Uh, I don't know. We all went our several ways, but that was definitely one of my favorite teams I ever played with. And that was your high school team. So then you go to El Paso, where you ranked uh, number 11th on the school's list of all-time wins with 79. You had 650 career points while you were there. Mm-hmm. Did you think you were going to go to the WNBA? I, I didn't, honestly, because... The way my season worked in at, in college, I really only played two years because I tore both my ACLs. I tore my ACL the end of my freshman year, so I missed all my freshman year, a lot of my sophomore year. Came back my junior year, tore my other ACL, so I missed all my junior year and didn't even play my senior year, really. So I didn't think that I was going to be able to WNBA, go to the WNBA, but I knew that um, – Honestly, the WNBA was never something I wanted to pursue. I always wanted to play professionally in Europe, and I knew that I wasn't going to let my knees stop me from making that happen. So, Professionally in Europe, why did you want to do that? A lot of people think that they don't want to do that. You think? I think so. Sometimes you hear about people that want to get into the uh, NBA or WNBA and – 
and end up playing other places. And I always felt like, and I guess in error, that maybe it was because they didn't get into uh, the NBA or the WNBA, but maybe it's by choice. I mean, maybe the NBA, for the WNBA, a lot of the players go play professionally in Europe because the WNBA has a shorter season and also the WNBA doesn't play, typically pay as much as they pay in Europe. So, I don't know. Where I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. So, you played in the Czech Republic, Spain, Mexico? Yes, ma'am. And while you were doing that, I think you got a degree in sports medicine? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. So when you do quit playing with the Harlem Globetrotters, you're going to go into sports medicine, sports management. I guess that means like a coach. I think so. One day, I, I I'm not exactly sure. I know it's sports is what I'm passionate about, and I want to be my own boss. So I figured that'd be a good choice for me. So you do love sports. It wasn't just about a career. It was about the passion for the sport. Yeah, I like basketball. So why did you decide to quit? Since you were doing exactly what you wanted to do, you're playing overseas. Why did you decide to quit? Um, well, I wouldn't say I quit. I just did a different route. Playing with the Globe Shotters was a different opportunity for me, kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if you can say that, you know, they played for the Harlem Globe Shotters being a woman, so. I still do what I love. I'm still playing basketball. It's just I'm adding this entertainment part to it. But you got this opportunity to play for them. How did you How did you apply for that? How did you get the opportunity? How did you I try just, out? I just went through a tryout and just did what I've been doing my entire life. Played basketball and I made the team. Yeah. The Harlem Globetrotters are a fascinating organization. Getting ready for this interview, I read about them and um, – I was just shocked at how long they've been around, over 90 years. This is another great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Hoops Green, number six of the Harlem Globetrotters, and find out what it's like to trot all over the globe. Yes, they do, having played 450 games worldwide last year, and what it's like to live, play, and travel with the team. To be a woman working in a career in a sport that is predominantly men. And lastly, we'll have Hoop give us some pearls of wisdom for those wanting to pursue a professional sports career. We'll be back after the break. Boost morale and patriotism with a new flag or flagpole from ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. We have poles, hardware, accessories, maintenance support, installation, and custom flags. We have flags of all kinds. For the sports enthusiast, the world traveler, or history buff, we have them all. Bring in your old flag and get $5 off a new one. Consult the experts at ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. Come shop our historic location at 800 West 9th Street in Little Rock or visit us online at FlagandBanner.com. Flag and Banner is proud to underwrite Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, where listeners are offered first-hand insight into the humanity and commonalities of successful people shared in a conversational interview with Carrie. Along with this radio show, FlagandBanner.com publishes a free biannual magazine called Brave. First published in October 2014, Brave magazine harnesses the power of storytelling and human empowerment. The Department of Arkansas Heritage recognized Brave Magazine's documentation of American life and microfishes all editions for the Arkansas State Archives. Subscribe to this free periodical by going to flagandbanner.com and selecting Magazine. Back to you, Carrie. 
You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with a glass ceiling breaker number six, hoop screen of the Harlem Globetrotters, and only the 15th woman to ever don their red, white, and blue uniform. She will be playing along with her other team members at Verizon Arena this Saturday, January the 19th at 2 p.m. Bring your kids and come on down. It's a great performance. If you've never seen the Harlem Globetrotters, it is it is so entertaining. Before the break, we talked about uh, growing up loving basketball. We talked about breaking your ACL. We talked about the team you played for that you loved uh, in high school and your coach and then playing uh, in the Czech Republic, Spain, and Mexico uh, globally in the European. I didn't realize, so you just now told me, that the European female players get paid more than the American ones. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on the player, but, yeah, it just varies by city or country as well. Mm, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and then you got this opportunity to play for the Harlem Globetrotters. In the first section, first part of the interview, you told the listeners, and uh, you might tell them again how you hurt your ACL twice, but I guess you were playing in the – uh, over in Europe or Mexico, I'm not sure what what country you were in when you tore your ACL again. Is that right? I tore both my ACLs in college. But then you said, year. but then you said the third one is when. The third one, I didn't, I didn't tear my ACL. I just went and back and got a scope done on my previous ACL. And that's the one where you were in a brace and you put a photo up yes. of you on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. And it got shared, went viral. Mm-hmm. Harlem Globetrotters mm -hmm. saw it. Correct, and invited me to try out, and I made the team. So when you go to try out for the Harlem Globetrotters, where do you do it, Atlanta? Yeah, I had my tryout. It was based in Atlanta. Where were you living at the time? Were you back home in Kentucky? I was either in Kentucky or Florida. I can't remember. Because your family's from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. And so you go to Atlanta. I guess you're nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty nervous. I was just excited, so... There's a lot of adrenaline. How do you get prepared for your tryout? You've had this knee cert, you've had this knee scope uh, uh, procedure done. How do you get prepared to go in for this life-changing opportunity? I was just mainly concerned about my knee. Like I knew, I you know, I've been playing basketball, so that was nothing new to me. It's nothing different. So I was just trying to get my knee prepared uh, mentally and physically, get it stronger, and just get comfortable running and jumping on it. So you did the physical therapy before you went, and and I didn't think about that, but going to try out for the Globetrotters is probably like getting ready for all the other games. What do you do before a game to get yourself mentally ready? Like in college, I would call my older my older brother, and he would, I would talk to him before every game. But with the Globetrotters, we play every single day, and I don't. it's different now. Like the, It's entertainment as well, so I don't. I went on the Globetrotters website, Saturday, when you're playing at the Verizon Arena, there are six other Globetrotter games going on. Six? Six. Two in California, two in Atlanta, or in Georgia, and two in Kentucky. Well, that's probably because there's a doubleheader. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. So your game is one of seven that's going to be Saturday in Verizon Arena. I didn't know there were so many Globetrotters. Well, there's about three teams of 30, so there's three teams of about 10, 11 players. 
So that would make sense. Doubleheader in Florida. I mean, doubleheader in Georgia. Doubleheader in California. Doubleheader in Kentucky. That makes four teams because you got one here. Okay, yeah. So we also have we have a red, white, and blue unit. So it, we cover more bases. And then sometimes we have a team that breaks off and which creates another unit. But we'll go back to just having three units. So do you always travel with the same group of people? Yep. And is that, pardon me? Typically. Is it like a family of people that travel together? Are we like a family? Yeah. Do y'all feel like a family that travels together? Yeah, definitely. You know, we're around each other all the time, like almost 24-7. So I consider those guys as brothers, and we treat each other like a family. It's a lot of fun. You're the only girl on the team, I guess? Well, we have only one girl per unit, so you'll never see more than one, one girl at a time. So every one of those teams has one girl? Yes, ma'am. Well, I saw where the very first um, girl was in 1985, Lynette Woodard. She was an Olympic gold medalist. So 85 to 2018, that's uh, that one? That's like 30 years. There's only been 15 of y'all. Over 30 <laughs> years. And yet you're saying there's three right now. There's more girls now. I'm, I'm the 15th, but there's other girls that came behind me. So they started really stepping up stepping up their game, hiring women, I guess, in the last few years, because 15, 15 women when you were hired, you were the 15th, mm -hmm. and it started in 1985. They must have had a long stretch or something where they didn't hire women. Yeah, I think it was like nine years or something where they didn't have any. So you go, to, you try, you go down there and you try out, mm -hmm. and how long do you have to wait till you find well, And you did good, I suppose. You you're, 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 you did a good job on your exhibition, and so you go home. Everybody tells you're great. You go home, and how long do you have to wait? Well, after I was done with the tryout, one of the recruiters came up to me immediately. He was like, you definitely have a spot on this team. So I kind of knew, but it wasn't until – I mean, he basically told me then, but then I signed the contract later. So you didn't have to sit around and worry about waiting a long time. That's nice. Yeah, I, I was pretty confident that I was going to get it. You see all these uh, young men who try out for football that wait, they go to go to do the tryouts, and then uh, they have to sit around and wait for the phone call and how nerve-wracking it is. Yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine. Mm -hmm. So as a, fa as a woman, could you have a family? Could you have young children? Could you be well, a could you be a Harlem Globetrotter and, and play or play any other professional basketball team and do that? Well, TNT, one of the girls on the team, just had a baby about last, maybe not even a year ago. So she just, she just had a baby, and she made it back to the team. She didn't miss a beat, and she's making it work. So, does the baby okay. come on the road with you, or does she have a husband at home, or a mother, or support staff? How does she How does she make it work? Um, I know she's married. I'm sure she has a good support system to mm -hmm. make it work. I don't I don't know her personal, yeah. personal yeah. life, but know that I know she's married, and I know she makes it work. You know, it's even hard for men who you know, play professionally to keep a relationship going, you know. I mean, I can just imagine how hard it would be for a woman. Uh, and and not because of any physical limitations, just because emotionally, I would think, um, you know, having a baby and then going off to play basketball emotionally, uh, speaking it for me with my children, was, you know, it would be kind of hard to do. 
you know, I guess it's just, I don't know. You do what you love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't know, but. So you think you can do it. So if you're speaking to other young women out there that want, that are into sports and want to do, uh, and want to play sports professionally, come on, do it. You can do it. You can keep all the balls in the air. You can make it all happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it. Women are breaking barriers every day, so if it's something you're passionate about, then why not? That's right. Uh, describe a day at uh, the Globe Trotters. I see, I see where y'all travel all the time. So describe what it's like to be a Globe Trotter and what your day is like. So for me, I would wake up, probably go get breakfast, may go lift weights. Then we'll head to the gym about 3.30. We'll practice for about an hour and a half. Then we'll get ready for the game, go play the game, sign autographs after the game, take a shower, get some eat, head back, head to the next city. Oh, I love that life. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. It does. I mean, you get up and you exercise and then you go out and play a game and then you eat and rest and head off to see another city. I think that sounds wonderful. You should try it out. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> they have to, you know, they'll have to get a senior league for me. Uh, what about um, the competitors? I went on and read about uh, the, the uh, it's not a franchise. Um, it's called, uh, pardon me? The Washington Generals. Yeah, it talks about uh, competitors. Um, and it says 20 to 30% of the game that you actually play is real. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's more than that. But, you know, we're, we're playing basketball. We're basketball players first, and then you add the entertainment part to it. You really are playing basketball. And that sometimes you have gotten beat. I haven't gotten beat. The last time we got beat was in 1971, so I wasn't even thought of at the time. <laughs> so that was the generals, I think, that beat y'all. Yeah. And that's still the t the, uh, the opposing team that you still play? Yes, ma'am. Have they told before they go out on the floor, don't beat the Globetrotters? I don't see that happening. I think they try to win, but it's just a matter that we're adding all these tricks and extraness to it that it makes it difficult to beat us. Prior to the formation of the uh, NBA, the Globetrotters actually competed in tournaments. And on the Wikipedia page, it said that during the World Professional Basketball Tournament in the 1940, the Globetrotters won. Yes. And we used to play against professional teams like in the NBA, and we won. We beat them. In 1948, they beat the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. And um, it got everybody upset. <laughs> it got everybody upset. And they thought it was a fluke, and then we, they played them again, and they beat them by a bigger margin. <laughs> I didn't read that part. <laughs> uh, how about the egos and the attitudes? I mean, you're living together, all of you together, in this uh, pre-sequestered environment. Um, what about the egos and the attitudes? Do they get in the way much? I don't think so. I mean, there are different, you know, various personalities on the team, but like I said, we're all family and we we care about each other, we love each other, and we're really close. So we don't really let egos get in the way. We're just there to have fun and entertain. 
Uh, speaking of egos, I also, in, in researching, uh, didn't know this, but the Globetrotters were founded in Chicago. Yes, ma'am. In the early, yep. A lot of people what? I think we were based in, in Harlem because it's our name, but we, yeah, we were actually founded in Chicago. Yeah, uh, in, uh, and they were called the, I think they were called the uh, Savoy yeah. Five. Yeah, that was, that was a while ago. <laughs> yes, it was in the early 1920s. They were on the south sides of Chicago. They were called the Savoy Five, and the reason they picked that name, which I thought was really interesting, was because before the Savoy Ballroom, which was an African-American ballroom, before every dance, they would have the Savoy Five come out and play half court in the ballroom, and it was one of the number one attractions. Yes, yes ma'am. That's correct. And they were, so the Gold Chargers would go around, but it was all based in Chicago. They got the name Harlem because the Harlem Renaissance. And they called them the Globe Chargers because it was more appealing and they were telling people that thinking that like the Globe Chargers were traveling the world, but really the team had never left Chicago. Oh, they never did go to New York? No. Nope. It wasn't until later. Oh. So they didn't get their name Harlem Globetrotters because they broke up. It didn't take very long. Speaking of egos, which is how we got on the subject. It didn't take very yeah. long for them to get in a fight with each other have ego problems, break up the Savoy Five, and I thought they moved to New York at that time and became the Harlem Globetrotters, but I guess not. Nope. nope. The team never, the team didn't go to Harlem until I think it was like 1968 or something. What, are they in Harlem now or are they in Atlanta now with the corporate offices? We're still in Atlanta. And a lot of people, and I thought this, thought it was a franchise, but actually it's an entertainment exhibition team. That's correct. Hershen Entertainment. Hershen Family Entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a, it, it, for anybody listening, it's just, a, it's kind of the story of America. I, I just, because the Harlem Globetrotters and their red, white, and blue outfits, it's just a very Americana. Everybody has seen the Harlem Globetrotters. Talk about a business that has survived the ages. It is a great read if anybody wants to go read about their history on the Wikipedia page it's, or on Harlem Globetrotters page. Um, so we've talked about what it's like to be a Harlem Globetrotter. It just sounds absolutely wonderful. Uh, and the work it takes and the dedication it takes. And you really do have to love the sport. If you were um, going to give advice to some young person who is passionate about sports, how would you tell them what's the most important thing they should do? You overcame three ACL surgeries, so what would you tell mm -hmm. them? Well, I'd tell them first that they should definitely focus on getting their education while they're pursuing sports because no one can ever take your education away from you. And you may come through an injury and or just adversity in general. In life, you're always going to go through some type of adversity that will challenge you and make you question why you're doing it. But if you love it, if you're passionate about it, if it's something you definitely want to pursue, then you'll make it work and you'll push through. That's great advice. You also give back to your community. Mm -hmm. Are you volunteer at Soup Kitchens? Yeah, so every Tuesday and Thursday, I used to go to the homeless shelter with me and my, my dad, and we would just give out food, pass out food and clean up and just hang out there, talk to the people that would come through, and just try to give back. 
You said, and I quote, I've always wanted to have a positive impact and be able to make someone smile. Basketball gives me the opportunity to reach out and inspire the youth, especially being a female player. It allows young girls to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. <laughs> in addition to all you do, you like the creativity of dancing and drawing. Yeah, I like just having fun. <laughs> I've always been like artistic and drawing and different way of expressing yourself. I bet you get a lot of time to draw. It's probably nice to have something like that to do uh, because you probably, I guess you're on a bus or do you fly everywhere you go? Mm, it depends. We have a tour bus. We fly a lot, drive. It depends on where we're going, really. Well, and all that sitting, sitting and uh, waiting from one place to the other, it's probably nice to have a drawing or reading activity that can kind of help pass the time. Yeah, definitely have to use something other than being on social media. Do you have a social media page that people can follow you? I do. It's Brianna Green 11. Brianna Green 11. Hoop screen, Brianna Green. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. I have really enjoyed talking to you and learning about you. Anything for you. Uh, let's see. Our guest, our guest next week is Joe Fox, owner of the popular community bakery in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. He is an excellent businessman, and we will get him to talk to us about how he uses the Empowerment Zone tax incentives to hire local uh, and regional employees, and he recently added solar panels to his establishment, and we'll learn about that, and he uses them to power his oven. And then after that, our spring is a really wonderful, exciting program. After Joe Fox next week, we have Christina Littlejohn, La Rock Symphony Orchestra. We have Tim Zimmerman from SCORE. Those are retired businessmen who help um, who help, uh, not all of them are retired, but they're businessmen, mostly retired, who help small businesses uh, learn how to manage and run a small business when they're starting off. We have Garbo Hearn from Hearn Fine Art Gallery, South on Main Chef, Matt Bell, Ray Rogers from Ray Rogers Boxing, Boxing Club, and we have Mike Beebe, former governor. And after that, we have Janet Carson, Cooperative Extension Service and contributors to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and Dr. Chris Shoemake, a local plastic surgeon. It's going to be a great spring. I look forward to interviewing all of these people. Hope Screen, thank you again for joining me and my listeners. No problem. Thanks for having me. Good luck tomorrow night. Take care of yourself. Be safe out there on the road. I look forward to seeing you the next time you're in town. I am definitely going to come down there and see you. All right. Come check us out. And last, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. If you think this program has been about you, you're right. But it's also been for us. Thank you for letting us fulfill our destiny. Our hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. If you miss any part of this show or want to learn more about UIYB, 
Go to flagandbanner.com and click on Radio Show or subscribe to her weekly podcast wherever you like to listen. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Carrie's goal is to help you live the American dream. Thank you.